Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far. It's your girl, Rachel Real, doing another, excuse me, drive and talk. And thank God it is Friday, guys. I don't know about y'all. I don't know, you know, how your work schedules are. But those of us who work nine to five and you got to deal with the hustle and bustle of just that rush hour traffic and traffic in general that you usually don't have on weekends. You know, it's just like a breath of fresh air when it's Friday, you know. So I hope you guys have had an amazing week. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And guess what? You control it. You know, you be the be your own advocate, be your own manager of your life, you know, don't give that responsibility or entrust that in the hands of somebody else. And especially not a person who has a narcissistic personality. Ain't nobody got time to be dealing with no inconsistency. Somebody who's nice one day, mad the other day, flip flop. Like that's just, I don't know if you know it or not. That's abusive. When you're in a relationship and somebody or anytime you're dealing with anybody who's connected to you in any kind of way, you know, just imagine people who are in a workplace, you know, you got a boss and one moment they're nice, then they're not nice, then they're supportive, then they're not supportive. That can drive you crazy in a relationship. One moment you're nice, then you're not nice. Then you, you look like you support me. Then I trust you. Then I see that you betrayed me. Then I got to take my trust back. That's why narcissistic abuse is so, is so painful it's so that thing will break you down. If you if you don't get out of it, it will break you down. You know, just that's why I do what I do. I do what I do to, again, encourage people, motivate you, inspire you, let you know you're not crazy. You know, you're not the only person who's gone through something like this. Or if you're thinking that you're in a narcissistic, narcissistic relationship to let you know, you know, you very well might be in one, you know, call the thing a thing. Don't. Don't let the determining factor be whether or not they're diagnosed. Please don't do that. Let the determining factor be if they are dotting the I's and crossing the T's and checking all of the boxes from what you hear, see, and read that a a person who has a narcissistic personality is or will do. Go by that. You know how you're feeling. You know if you feel like you're, you're about to lose your damn mind. You know how it feels. So just to put the disclaimer out there, I'm not a psychiatrist psychologist, therapist, counselor, anything of the like. I am Rachel Real, a thriver who was in a narcissistic relationship slash marriage for five years. Didn't know what I was dealing with. He came like a uh, a wolf with sheep's clothing on, you know, doing everything that I felt like I wanted somebody to do and needed them to do in my life. Like I felt, found my soulmate. I found somebody who connected with me. All along, it was Rachel. It was me. Because they show up just like that. They show up to be who they think you want them to be. They mirror you. They study you. And then do exactly the same thing and adding it to things that they learned in other relationships that somebody wanted. Oh, let me try it in this relationship after I torture that person. Let me go to the next. Like, they will sabotage a good thing. They're they're self-sabotagers, you know? So, and I am a life coach, certified life coach, helping people to reach their lifestyle goals, as well as navigate through um, relationships, you know, helping you to reach your relationship goals, whatever that looks like. Each case is different. 
and a podcaster and a blogger, blogger, all of the like. I speak on other people um, platforms. I also give a blog on other applications, Quora being one of them, Wisdom is another, where I go and do talks on an app called Wisdom. And like I said, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Um, I'm a blogger over there. I just started that. I usually, I used to give responses in the past, but I'm now officially a blogger on Quora as well, giving responses. And guys, I encourage you to go over there, you know, it's called Q-U-O-R-A. It's an application. When you're going through something, a lot of the times you'll find something that somebody's responding to who's gone through the same thing and they made it through or there, you know, you'll hear other people responses telling you how they made it through, like giving their testimonies and stuff like that. And that really helped me because I really didn't have anybody who I felt like I could go to. It was just one person. And I actually do. Uh, I, I'm a, she's one of my co-hosts on this um, show we do, this YouTube show we do, another podcast, actually. And it's called Bringing On Candid Convos, where we have candid conversations about trending topics. But that's just one person. That's, that's my point. I really couldn't go to other people because there were too many enablers, guys. There's so many enablers that are around you. It's either people telling you, oh, just stay. Oh, work it out. Oh, relationships are hard. Oh, marriage is hard. Oh, don't leave that job. You know, jobs are hard to come by. Oh, just forgive and forget. Oh, you can forgive. We understand you might not forget it. Just stay there. The other relationship is going to be just as bad. Like, yo, when I tell you, they can come up with so many excuses because like I said in yesterday's episode, we live in a society where narcissistic personalities are nurtured, are embraced, are glorified, period. So when you bring your little behind over there trying to get someone to support you with, you know, stepping up to the plate and not taking things and setting boundaries, they're looking at you like you got two heads. You're going to do why? So you got to find people, thank God, for social media and platforms and where we can reach each other and help each other through sound waves, you know? Um, if you got a phone or a TV or a, some, I was going to say a radio. Oh, yeah, people still listen to radio. But if you have, um, duh, I got one in my car. But if you have any of these things, you know, you can listen to content, guys, and just get therapy, get help. Like, it's just like going to church and hearing a sermon, you know? By the way, I thought I was going to be a preacher in my time, but I actually kind of, this is ministry for me too, by the way, I, um, I'm doing it in an informal, you know, informal way. Cause I feel like, I mean, I grew up in the church, you know, and I, and unfortunately there were certain practices that just caught, that allows you to get abused. Like it's okay because just pray about it. And I, I'm a praying person, you know, I'm a prayer, prayer warrior. I believe in the power of prayer. However, I also believe in common sense. You know, I'm not going to sit here. God didn't make me no doormat. He didn't make me to be a slave. That's not happening. People, we all need to be accountable for our actions. And nobody has the right to abuse somebody else, period. 
the very people who are being abused, do what they want you to abuse them? No. No. Somebody did it to them, which is why they didn't, obviously, they didn't get the help because they got the help and healed from it. They wouldn't be trying to do it to somebody else. You know, that's a whole nother topic. Like, it's so many layers to this thing. But we want to keep it simple. At the end of the day, nobody has the right to torture and hurt somebody else. And because of that, you ain't got to sit there and take it. So I kind of did my intro and, and blended it in with the, with today's episode as well, with what I want to talk about. I am, I'm, I'm just an informal person. I just believe in just letting it flow, doing things and getting the message out there. Because by the time you try to perfect something and make it perfect, there are too many people hurting and need to hear something and need to hear motivation and need to get confirmation and validation to know that they ain't losing their freaking minds, you know? So I ain't got time to try to perfect anything. It'll get there. I'm a work in progress. So what I wanted to talk about as I'm doing my drive and talk, by the way, it's raining. So you might hear rain, you know, I'm keeping my eyes on the road. <clears throat> so yeah, this is my drive and talk. So anyway, um, yeah, what I wanted to talk about today is, are you in a trauma bond? Do you know if you are in a trauma bond? Are you being honest with yourself? And do you know that um, a trauma bond is the same as Stockholm Syndrome? And back to doing work, I really encourage you to do your research. Do your work. When you, if you are in, if you are a person who's staying in a situation, and I'm not talking about those who, you know, you have matters that are be or situations that are beyond your control because you got to move with intelligence. Safety comes first. You know, I don't know your situation, but I can tell you where there is a will, there is a way. It may take more effort to try to figure it out. You may have to, you know, collaborate, but uh, do something Talk to somebody, make sure somebody you can trust, but a closed mouth don't get fed. Like you got to move with intelligence. So if you are a person who who's able to get out and you choose to stay or a person who got away, but you're still chasing and worrying about what the person is doing, you just might be in a trauma bond. You just might uh, have a trauma bond. You, you might be glued to that person addicted to the pain, addicted to the drama. And if that's the case, you definitely got to get help to get out of that. You know, if you have that incognizance dissonance where you just make excuses for the person, you know, you might have a trauma bond or which is the same as Stockholm syndrome. You know, we don't like to talk about it, but let's keep it real. If you look at yourself, if you uh, you're always making excuses for the person, you know, or you accept their BS apologies when they tell you, you know, you can forgive someone and not have to stick around to let them do it to you again. You know, you can be, you should, forgiven is all about you. Forgiveness is about the, the victim. It's part of your healing. So it's okay to forgive. I forgave and moved on with my life, you know? So when, if you have a situation, cause I know some people who are like that, you know, somebody can beat the crap out of them. Somebody could have like 
constantly betrayed them, cheat on you. Sometimes they'll tell people to their faces, you know, that, hey, or your face. Yeah, I did it. And, you know, and if you turn around and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to hang in there. You know, a piece of a person is better than not the whole person. A piece of a woman is better than this. or A piece of a man is better than that. I'll just deal with it. No, you just might have trauma because nobody in their right mind just want to sit around somebody who tortures them. Think about it. Torture. Look up the word torture. Who wants to do that? Torch. Think of torching. That's like burning. You know, that's like just pure suffering. It's agonizing. You know, poking at you, triggering you, doing everything just to break you down until you're unalive. Whether it's unalive in the flesh or whether it's unalive where your mental is gone, just breaking you down that you're just existing because you feel so bad about yourself. And if you if you sign up for that, because that it's a lot of trauma bonds going on out here, because a lot of people stay in toxic relationships for years, years. And I'm not telling one person to do one thing or the other, because some people don't even know what to do when they come out of it. And if you come out of it and you're not willing to put that work in. You might find yourself going right back or whatever. It's it's almost like it reminds me of somebody who maybe they drank for so many years and then they stop and then start having issues because they don't get additional help. You know, it can be anything. You know, you got to put a lot of work into something when you stay around too long and allow yourself to be abused. And then you've been abused for so long, you start being toxic because that thing is a spirit. Next thing you know, if you don't heal, you don't put the work in before you hop into another relationship and bring that energy and spirit, take it over to the next relationship. And then you got trauma there. It'll just go on and on. So trauma bonds are very real. It's like back to the Stockholm syndrome where the victim gets addicted to their abusers. Somebody who's doing so much for you and you want to run back to it and you also are, you protect them. That's something mental going on. Who's going to protect somebody? If you're in your right mind and you don't have that issue, why would you defend someone who's hurting you or hurt your child or did anything against you that really hurt you and they did it on a consistent basis, but you want to still be around that person? You want to still protect that person. That is an addiction. And people can be addicted to people. People can be addicted to pain. Look up addiction. Look it up. If the shoe fits, wear it. You know, when you when you're talking being addicted to something, which they say you can uh, the way that you create a habit, anything you do, just like breaking it. I think it's 28 or 30 days consistently is actually um that's a habit you can create a habit and if that be the case you know you stay in something for years and years and years you might have you might just have um you might just have a habit you might be creating a habit 
So you got to think about it. I'm sorry, I'm keeping my eyes on the road too. Yeah, you got to think about that. Are you, do you have a habit of being around someone who treats you terribly? And if that's the case, you got to, you know, you got to put the work in. And especially if you have children, guys, if you have kids, and as you know, I talk about it all the time, I'm an advocate for my babies. I'm an advocate for children, period. I love my babies. And they can't help themselves. They didn't ask to come here. And you have a responsibility to them. You have a responsibility to uh, your child or children that, you know, if you are staying around somebody who's doing that, you got to look out for them too, because guess what? You might just be creating another narcissist or a person who has a personality disorder. You might just be doing that. So you got to look at that. So it's not only about you when you have kids with whether or not you stay in these situations. And if you have a trauma bond, you have a trauma bond, you're addicted to the pain. You don't know what to do without that person who's torturing you. You got to look at that because guess who else is being tortured? Your child. And how many adults, you probably know people your age who will say, I wish mom or I wish dad would have left. Why did you stay there and allow us to suffer? We have a responsibility to our children to make sure that they are protected. We got to make sure they're protected. And if you hear the rain, guys, like I said, it's pouring down raining. But we got to make sure they are protected. That is our responsibility. You know? So sometimes it shouldn't even be a choice with whether you deal with something, even if you feel like you can't live without the person. If you take the attention off of them and focus on your other responsibilities, you know, making sure you can provide and protect your kids, making sure they have what they need, making sure you're showing up emotionally for them. You can't do that and you're allowing yourself yourself to be tortured by somebody because you're addicted to the pain. You're addicted to that person that you can't focus and you ain't going to tell me I'm not right because I know what it's like when you're distracted, which is why I chose to not even enter another relationship until my my child went during that time. I'm out of the narcissistic abusive situationship, but I waited until my son was 18. He was actually 19 at the time. I knew because it's hard to focus on trying to raise your kids and you dealing with some other emotional situation that you really have no control over because you can't control somebody else's trauma. You can't control somebody how somebody, you can only control how they treat you, but you can't control them. You can't make them stop. They're going to keep being assholes. So if you get distracted, you can't show up for your kids. Thank God I didn't do that. I had to deal with what I had to deal with on my own because my son, he was grown, but he wasn't, he was still impacted by it. Let's get that, be clear on that. However, he was still 19 going on 20. So it still fell on me that I still knew even, even in that case, I still knew. And I had just became a grandmom too. I knew I had to put the work in to figure whatever it was I was dealing with. That's why I did the work. I had to figure it out. What am I dealing with? And this person, I kept trying to, you know, pray with him, pray for him. And then he would act like he was all, I'm getting my ticket by the way, guys in this garage he was that he would act like he you know was going to change and all of that kind of stuff and be different and apologize 
Like all you got to do is look at the pattern. Because how many times are you going to keep apologizing for the same thing? How many times are we going to keep having these conversations? We're not kids. That's how I looked at it. Like you're doing what you're doing because you want to, period. And if you don't want to, what kind of help are you getting to not do it? And when the, when the answer is you're not getting any help, that's showing me you ain't trying to change. So it's a bunch of BS. And that's how you have to look at it. So that's the message for today, guys. I just wanted you to really look at your situation and say, hey, am I addicted to the pain? Am I addicted to the drama? Because if you are, you got a trauma bond. And if you are, you also might have Stockholm Syndrome, which is very real. No shade, shade or shame. It's just something that you're going to say, hey, this, you got to be honest with yourself. Have some self-awareness and say, hey, this is a real thing. Let me get myself some help with this. How do I get out of this? How do I break this bond? You know, how do I break this soul tie? Because I've allowed this spirit to get in me, which is very real. I've allowed the spirit to get into me and now it's throwing me off and my energy off, you know, and I can't, I can't stop it. So I'll, and I want to show up for my kids. I want to be a better version of myself. I want to be there for my parents or whatever the case may be, you know, your story then put in the work. So that's it guys. That's all I have for you today. Peace and blessings to you. Your girl, Rachel Rule is out. Have an amazing weekend. If I don't drop another episode before then, Love on yourself. Give yourself a big hug. Give yourself a high five. You deserve it. And give your kids a big hug. Tell somebody you love them. Tell everybody you love them. Those who are your loved ones. Keep your head up high. You've got this. And do the research. Are you in a trauma bond? Do you have a soul tie? Did that spirit get in and throw you off that you keep chasing somebody who don't want anything to do with you? You keep chasing somebody who tells you one thing and they're doing another because you got to look at what they're doing, not so much what they say, because they can say, I love you and just slapped you or just cheated on you or just betrayed you or didn't protect you. But they're telling you, I love you. You got to look at that. Look at the action, which is the pattern. Watch it because it'll speak for itself. And if you're saying, hey, I still want to deal with this. Hey, I don't know how to get with, I don't know how to get out of this. Hey, I'm going to sit and continue to cry and be down about somebody who doesn't give a damn about me. You got to look at that and ask yourself those questions. Sometimes you don't want to, but you have to. Is this right? Does it feel right? And if you got somebody watching you and who looks up to you, such as your child or children, what kind of role model are you setting for them? Because if you're doing it, you're showing them that that's okay. And do you want your child to go through what you're going through? Do you want your child to feel like they can be abused? Or do you want your child to be an abuser? Because those are your only two options when you stay and accept abuse. So it's just like any other addiction. If you're addicted to pain and you're addicted to drama and trauma and all of that, you got to get yourself some help or expect the consequences and the repercussions that comes behind it and from it. So where there's a will, there's a way, you know, my heart goes out to you. I continue to keep victims in my prayers that you get some help and you got this, you know, put the work in, have some self-awareness, check those boxes to see, you know, are you checking? I mean, check and see if you're checking those boxes to see 
do I have a trauma bond or do I have Stockholm syndrome, which are basically the same thing? Find out, do some research this weekend. And if you do, I really encourage you to start putting in the work so that you can heal, have some self-awareness, give your kids some hope. Peace and blessings to you. Your girl, Rachel Rill is out. Bye.